1: Hey, it's Mistress Carrie, reporting for duty from MCHQ for Episode 65 of the Mistress Carrie Podcast. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Digital Federal Credit Union, better known by all of us as DCU. And whether you're driving off the lot or refinancing, DCU can help you save on your next auto loan with rates as low as 1.49% APR. That's right. If you're looking to replace your wheels, DCU can help you with your next auto loan with rates as low as 1.49% APR. You can learn more at dcu.org auto. Insured by the NCUA, membership required. Well, he helped me start the Mistress Carrie podcast what seems like a lifetime ago. Episode one of the Mistress Carrie podcast was released on June 10th of 2020. And when I launched the new podcast, you know I had to go to my old friend Brent Smith from Shinedown. Brent and I go back over 18 years now, which is just shocking to me. Brent is one of the most positive people I know. And in the height of the lockdown, he was a calming voice that was trying to keep people together and keep people positive. Well, he's also been very busy with his bandmates during the lockdown. And there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. This coming Friday, their feature film, based on their 2018 album, Attention, Attention, is being released. You'll be able to find it on Apple and Google, and it'll be available on video on demand everywhere. In this episode of the podcast, Brent will tell you all about the film and how they pulled it off. But they also have their seventh studio album in the works. And I got the dirt on that, too. At least as much of it as he would tell me. Plus, Shinedown's getting ready to go out on the road this fall. And with new variants of COVID-19 still wreaking havoc, there is so much pressure to stay healthy and keep the tour going. Brent and I talked about all of that and so much more. We talked about songwriting and our military. He could literally be on every episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast, and I would be totally fine with that. You'll find links to find Brent, the band Shinedown, and more information about the Shinedown film attention, attention in the show notes of this podcast. You'll also find all of my links as well and the link to the corresponding playlist for this episode, which rocks. It's kind of strange to have guests coming back for a second turn on the Mistress Carrie podcast, but I am so happy to have them. So allow me to introduce you again to Brent Smith from Shinedown.
2: Have the privilege of listening to Mr. Scary. Oh,
3: God. Oh, yeah. What is going on, young lady?
1: Well, hello, Mr. Smith. How are you?
3: I'm way better now that I'm getting to talk to one of my closest friends on the entire planet.
1: I am so excited to talk to you. I know exactly how long it's been since you were on the show because you were on episode one of the Mistress Carrie podcast, and now this is episode 65, and it comes out every week. So it's been a little while.
3: Hey, you know what? I'm super, super honored that I was first, and I'll take 65. I'm into it.
1: You got a lot going on, my friend. And, you know, when you and I first met way back in the day when the first Shinedown record came out, Could you have imagined that you'd be getting into film?
3: Um, Well, I always try to say, let's do one thing at a time. But, yeah, I think there was a part of me that hoped that it would go in that direction. At the the beginning, I was just trying to get our first record off the ground.
1: Yeah, and now... You got a movie coming out on Friday. This is kind of amazing.
3: Yeah, it's also a three-year journey um, with this particular project. You know, Attention, Attention is the sixth album by Shinedown. And it was always, from day one, once we figured out that the album was going to be a story um, and a conceptual piece of work, the goal was always to show the visual aspect of it. because, um, And we kind of borrowed a little bit of the approach from... Quentin Tarantino and Pulp Fiction. some of Attention, Attention to the viewers because we were working an album um, and it was our first conceptual record. And so as we were touring and we were releasing material and singles and stuff like that, people were starting to notice that the videos had the same characters or the same people in them and that certain things were tying together and they were going, well, what's going on here? And obviously we made the point that, well, eventually you'll be able to see it in, in its entirety but it took a tremendous amount of work and and it took three years to be able to get to this place. And, you know, once gravitas pinchers the production company came into the picture with ourselves and management at Indigoot and Atlantic records um, and our director, Bill Yukich. this was something where this is for real. And, you know, gravitas was super on board with it. And here we go.
1: When attention, attention came out, we talked before anyone had even heard the full album about the fact that it was based on a story. And I tried to get you to talk to me about it. And you said you didn't want to because you wanted people to kind of experience it on their own and kind of have the idea of what the story was before you kind of told them what the story was. And now three years later, the cat's out of the bag because we're all going to see the movie on Friday.
3: Yeah. the cool thing about that, though, too, is that with the album, it was always for us to the listener and to the audience um, because it was a story about a lot of different people from all walks of life. attention attention is about the fact of it doesn 't matter if you 're a man or a woman, whether you 're younger, whether you 're older, you know your religion, your ethnicity, your background none of that matters we're all individuals, and it 's also a story about. Not being afraid, um, in your journeys in life, because you're going to have multiple journeys in your life. Don't, don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of that. You're not going to be, you're not going to be defined by your failures in your life. You're going to be defined by the fact that you chose to never give up. And so, it's a story about a lot of different people, but for the audience and for the fan base and just the people listening to the music, obviously on a record you're going to have your favorite songs and what have you, but if you want the experience of the record, it's meant to be listened to the way we wanted people to hear it, was you put your headphones on and you push play and you listen to the story and it has a beginning, a middle, and a finale, uh, but it never really has an ending because it's about the next step. And at the end of the record, I say, you can hear me say, till next time, which is what we're kind of known for. We don't say goodbyes. We just say till next time. But the visual aspect of this is such a roller coaster ride for people. I mean, I've seen the film over 500 times because I've edit, you know, been involved in the editing process with the director, myself and Barry. A lot of ingenuity on his part um, to not only assemble the cast of people that are involved in this film, but also all the people in the crew and the done very tastefully, but a lot of it is full on, like the stunts you see, the, you know, the action that's involved in this, these locations and what have you, that's all, that's all being done by us, the band and these, in, these incredible men and women behind the camera and also the, the crew of, you know, the cast members that we had. I mean, everybody just went head first into this project.
1: I didn't watch it yet. You sent it to me, but I am not, yeah. I didn't want to watch it until after I talked to you because I wanted to have in my head all the things you're talking about right now while I was watching the movie. And I'm so excited to see this passion project for you that you've been working on for years, but with everything going on in the world right now, it seems like this is the absolute perfect time for this to come out.
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be super fun for people. It's meant to be... When you watch it we want you to have fun with it it's it's so um it's a bit unorthodox um with how we present it to the viewer you know one of the things that kind of sparked the relationship between us and gravitas ventures the band and our director and why gravitas was interested in it was they said to us point blank, they go, well, we've done a ton of stuff with musicians and documentaries and, you know, even musicals and, and thematic, you know, elements in regards to the movie industry and what have you. Gravitas is is a wonderful, wonderful company. And they've done some highly, highly, um, just incredible pieces of work in the industry. Um, and that's why it was a big deal to work with them, too. But the point was for them was they said, we've never seen a band put a record out that is a is a conceptual piece and then kind of put out the singles with the visual, but it's part of a bigger story. And then you work a cycle, you plan all these shows over the last two and a half years, you've been supporting the record. And then all of a sudden, after three years of work, then you decide to put out the entire visual of this three years after the release of the record. It's really like the second act of the album which is the film, they said, we'd not seen anybody do that. And that's why they were intrigued by it. But once they started to to watch it and once they started to get our vision of how we wanted to present it to the public domestically here in the U.S., but also internationally, they were full on, you know, they were on board because it's not a feature film in regards to the timing of it. Because it's about an hour and 10 minutes long. I mean, technically, in the movie industry, they think of a feature film as roughly 90 minutes at least. But this is definitely a feature film. It's definitely a complete roller coaster ride uh, visually. Um, And I think people are really going to have fun with it also. It's a a fun watch. I think people will want to watch it over and over again because they'll miss things the first time around. Um, And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make something exciting, action-packed, and just super, super fun to watch.
1: You talk about the live shows and the touring that you've done since the album came out in 2018. And when you and I talked last, which was in June of 2022, or no, excuse me, in June of 2020, Um, The world was a different place. And you went from these massive attention-attention arena shows to not being able to play shows at all. Then you went and did some of the drive-in shows. And you've been riding this ride with COVID, and now you're getting ready to take the band back out on the road again. How has that journey been for you since you and I talked last?
3: Uh, it's been inspiring and it's been humbling. Um, and it's made me appreciate um, not only our fan base, but the people around us um, that work with us in this band to allow us to do what it is that we do. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to the fan base, though, because they have supported us day one. You know, we are, we, we that's the thing. Me and you spoke about this, you know, a lot. You know, we're in a pandemic that, everybody is involved in on this planet. This isn't about one country or one section of the world. You know, it, everyone's dealing with this. So you're trying to find the, the humanitarian side of things, the moral side of things, but also to trying to be respectful of the dynamic of, as a, you know, as human beings, we have to move forward. We've got, you know, we, we, we're not gonna let a virus win, you know, we can't. It's not the first virus in human history. But that being said, I think that's been said at length, and people understand that we have to move forward, but we have to move forward together. So, you know, it was never for me about, I couldn't put my head in the sand. Me and you talked about this a lot, you know, during, you know, last year. It was about being respectful, but the thing was, is we still needed to get back out there. We still needed to show people that, hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, we're going to get to the other side of it, but we had to be very specific. And I mean, we just did eight shows um, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, look, right out of the gate, you know, we're in rehearsal. And Barry, who is fully vaccinated since April, um, he had a breakthrough you know, infection and it took 11 days, you know, after he was positive uh, to get a negative test and clearance from the doctor. And he missed the first three shows of those eight shows. And then he got right back out there with us. I got to give credit to Dustin from 6am who came in and really saved the day for those first three shows of the eight. But like you said, too, I mean, we were coming off of attention, attention and, you know, in arenas and what we were doing globally with that. But we also, it was crazy. Those last eight shows we played in front of one hundred and sixty three thousand people in eight days, and we're getting ready to do five weeks. Um, I leave uh, Friday, actually the re- release date of the film, September the third, to head to Pittsburgh because uh, we got two days of rehearsal before we go out full band um, with the Struts and Aaron hey Jones and zero nine three six. You know, we're doing shows and that's a different world now um that we're having to navigate also and being respectful of you know we everybody's got to be healthy everybody has to um you know we have to create a bubble backstage with these other bands and everybody's on the same page of that but you know we're still not completely out of the woods yet um with covid we're i think we're getting to the other side but at the end of the day man for musicians and anybody that's going to go out there and tour and put themselves out there um, with these large audiences, um, the audience is there because they want to be there. You know what I mean. No one's forcing them to be there, and you know we we want to give them the safest environment that we possibly can. But you know, on the musician side of things, it's our responsibility as performers to do what we need to do backstage and make sure that we're healthy, make sure that we're following protocols so that we can conduct these these concerts and be safe about it. But yeah, man, we're all trying to get back to living life and and uh, celebrating through uh, through live music.
1: I've been talking to a lot of musicians about the business end of trying to navigate touring during a pandemic, and, you know, some bands choosing to do meet-and-greets and others not because of that bubble you're talking about backstage. Yeah, I don't
3: think it's a smart idea. I don't think it's not right now. I don't think it's a smart idea to do meet-and-greets.
1: I mean you look at you look at an artist like Jonathan Davis from Corn who's back on the road with an oxygen mask on the stage because he's still struggling with some of the with some of the lung issues from having COVID and he was vaccinated. So you run that risk that if somebody pops positive or a few people do, you gotta shut a tour down. That's not a cheap thing to do.
3: No, it's not. And you know, speaking on Jonathan, I'm gonna tell you something right now. That dude that dude is necessary point blank that guy has my absolute respect because you know look we, we all know what's going on here you know obviously he he got an infection he got cleared to go back to the road um we actually just posted something about him the other night on uh, our instagram uh on shinedown just tell everybody in shinedown nation and around the world just you know send all your love and your positive energy and your healthy vibes and your healthy energy to jonathan because you know look man he doesn't want to cancel shows and you know he he is you know he has shedded the virus um but he's chosen to go out there and, um, and and perform for people because he doesn't want to cancel the shows. But on the other side of that, you know, you, you really got to look at the fundamental side from a medical point of view and a scientific point of view. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't think Jonathan is either. But at this stage in the game with this virus 20 months into it, we know for a fact that what you can't do is if you do get an infection or you do um, have a breakthrough infection, even if you're vaccinated, is you still got to continue to take care of yourself and, you know, kind of sitting around and not being active, you know, you've got to exercise, you've got to eat right. You need to be going to the doctor and making sure you're getting, you know, six months to a year physical, you know, and, you know, for Jonathan, you know, he's out there because he's like, yo, I got it you know, I got through it, I haven't, you know, I'm negative now, I've shed the virus, but he's got some, you know, long haulers syndrome that we don't think he's going to be dealing with for too much longer because he's choosing not to sit around either. He's like, I'm going to get back out here. He's not a risk to anybody. Um, He's out there playing shows to get his blood moving, to get back into what he's doing. If it takes him a few shows, you know, sitting down here and there, then so be it, man. But the guy's not, you know, he's not punking out either. You know he's out there give you know he's he's out there with the fan base that are there to see him and they're supporting him and they're supporting him as well
1: and he's got asthma too, so I mean when this pandemic shows up, anybody with a with a chronic uh challenge like asthma, what's scarier than covid when you're already dealing with a respiratory issue and you know what? To see him with a giant throne and an oxygen mask, he just looks like such a fucking badass. I can't even handle it.
3: He's, but he's not doing that. Here's the thing about him, too. He's not doing that. I, you know, look, I, I, I've had the pleasure of meeting him over the years quite a few times and playing shows with him. That guy's one of the most genuine human beings on this planet. Agreed. He's not doing that to get sympathy. No. He's doing that because, you know what he's, you know why he's doing that? He's doing it because that's his job. Yep. Like he's he's out there. Yes, we're all artists. Yes, we're creative. Yes, we love that aspect of what we're doing. But when you're in a when you're in a when you're in a band or any uh, performance type of art or artist, you know your job is to go out there and perform, and that's what he's doing. And you know, for for me, when I look at that, you know, I got nothing but respect for him. And ultimately, though, I think that people. You've got to understand that you've got to take responsibility for yourself during situations like this. And it is important for people to be educated and understand, you know, as we get on the other side of this, that it's something that I think that the media really needs to start not, not talking about the fact that in America right now we have an issue uh, with obesity. You know, it's like media doesn't even want to talk about that. It's like, look, man, this is a real thing, you know, and we need to be encouraging people to get healthy, not, you know, shaming people or that's just ridiculous, you know, but we got to talk about it. At the end of the day, we need to be focusing on lifting each other up and encouraging each other and educating each other and getting this country and getting this world healthy again.
1: Well, judging by the Instagram posts you're always putting up that I stalk about your sweaty, shirtless workouts in the gym.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm complete. I'm, I'm such a, I'm such a ham. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, not only have you been doing that to keep yourself occupied, but I want. I want inside information Mr. Brent Smith from Shine Down. I want to know is the name of the upcoming album Shine Down 7? Is the single really coming out in January and when's the record coming out? Give me give me inside scoop. I need to know
3: so i will give you that uh the album is definitely coming out next year in 2022 uh, january does look like um the setup for the first single no the record is not called Down seven we're only calling it Down seven because it's the seventh record um uh and that's kind of all i can tell you at the moment we're working super super hard right now making sure that uh we're ready to go at the top half with the new record um, at the beginning of 2022. But I will give you a little bit of an insight on, we're kind of known for, you know, our records have a a certain kind of, they differentiate between each other because of the color palettes that we use and stuff. Um, I could tell you that we are looking at um, using quote-unquote uh, royal Colors on the new record, which I know you know something about because you love the color purple. Mm-hmm. So, little insight there um, that we, we're, we're kind of working with some Royal Colors, if you will, on the next Shinedown record.
1: Does that mean you got to make some custom sneakers for Zach again, the sneakerhead of the band?
3: Well, the thing about that is, Zach and, you know, Jumpman, uh, they have such a... An, it's pretty incredible, that relationship that zach has with with Jumpman, and you know obviously his love for jordan's and and what have you so i can't really speak on that i know there's some stuff going on behind the scenes but i don't really know uh everything but you never know with that guy
1: since you and i talked on episode one of the mistress carrie podcast that sounds like so long ago A question started coming up, and I've started asking all of the artists and songwriters that I'm fortunate enough to interview, and I have been dying to get you back on the show so I could ask you this question. From a a songwriter's perspective, regardless of era, genre, style of music, artist, that does not matter to me. I want you to give me some examples of what you consider... Perfect songwriting—songs that you love so much that you're like, "I wish I wrote that song." But I want you to break down as a songwriter why it's such good songwriting.
3: That's a that's a great question. Wow! Thanks, um,
1: Brent. I might get good at this eventually.
3: I mean, yeah, you may have a you may have a you might have a career here, young lady. <laughs> um, there are so many to be honest with you. I know, that's why it's a
1: hard um, question.
3: It is. Now, do you want, like, one specific song, and not necessarily that they're, for me, like, the end-all, be-all or whatever? You want a few examples. Uh,
1: either way, however you want to answer it, but, but I want you to give me, not just because you love the song, right, but I want you to give me examples of, of what the structure of the song is that makes it such a good example of, of good songwriting, in your opinion.
3: So I'm gonna pick one particular song, not that it, you know, has precedence over any other, you know, song in my uh, my catalog or what have you. But with this specific of a question, um, I would have to go with Soundgarden, uh, and the song would be Black Hole Sun. And one of the reasons why is because I was fortunate enough to meet. Um, At the beginning of my career and the band's career, uh, I was able to meet a guy by the name of Michael Beinhorn. Michael Beinhorn is the producer of the album Super Unknown by Soundgarden. And so when I met Michael, one of the first things I I asked him, because obviously I was such... That that record changed my life. I know it changed a lot of people's lives. Um, But... That is, for me, probably one of the... It's definitely in the top three albums of all time for me. Um, But so Michael told me the story about Black Hole Sun and how that came about. And ultimately, how it came about was Michael was working with the band. They were already kind of deep into the recording process. They were starting to kind of figure out songs and what was going to go on and how the record was going to be sequenced and, and all of that. But what Michael was kind of missing from the songs at a certain time in the album process is that he had not felt like Chris had presented what he was capable of doing in regards to his voice, um, where Chris had this great range and the songs were super grind and big guitars, big drums, you know, uh, loud love and you know everything on bat motorfinger and things of that nature. Um but he said, man, he was he basically went to Chris one day. The night before he went to this is way back in the day, you gotta remember like when CDs were prevalent. Um so he he went into I think he went into the Tower Records. They were recording the record in I think they were in L A at the time. So they go in, or Michael goes in, and he buys every single Frank Sinatra record that they had. Every single one. And brings all of these CDs, a big pile of them, the next day to the studio, and they, they do their work and everything like that. And at the end of the, the session, Mike goes into to Chris, and he was like, here, yeah, I got you these. I want you to listen to this. And so Chris looks, and he's like, Frank Sinatra? He's like, yeah, man. Like, I just want you to listen to it. to engage the listener from the top of the song, not to get them 15 seconds into the song, not to get them a minute into the song, get them from the, get him from the first note. And by listening to Sinatra, he had kind of been inspired and kind of borrowed that ideology of, of kind of crooning. But then when you get into the song, you realize how incredible the structure is and how the build is, I'm going to throw a word out here, and I don't care. It, it, it's incendiary, but that the song is like orgasmic, you know what I mean? And it starts off, and it just sucks you in in the beginning, and it is verse, essentially a pre-chorus, and then it kind of softly starts the first chorus that engages you into the 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 vocal and the words and also the melody and the first chorus and then as it goes to the second part it starts to build and it starts to build and then it reaches this crescendo to this incredible solo and then it comes back around and it's just the overlaying of the vocals the 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 way the production of the song is put together and the climax of you know the crescendo of the the end of the song and like how it's presented to the audience. It's just a brilliantly well crafted song, but it's also you know coming from a guy, meaning Chris Cornell, who was already a genius. You know he never wanted to be called a genius or a savant or any of that, um, but he was, and um, you know that is one of the the, the purest example of just one of the most groundbreaking songs in modern human history.
1: I knew your answer to that question was going to be good.
3: <laughs> I, knew <laughs> I knew it.
1: I knew it. Before I let you go, when I had you on the show last time and every time you've ever come on my radio show or you and I have ever hung out, one of the things that you and I have always bonded over and the band Shine down the same is our love and support for our troops and our members of the military and our veterans community. And you've gone overseas, played shows on USO tours. You know I've been overseas with the troops. There's, there's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of things going on in the news. And there's a lot of veterans that that are feeling like maybe their service was for naught and they're feeling kind of adrift and um, there's a lot of regret and there's a lot of sadness. And so before we go, I wanted to give you a chance to talk to our troops and veterans so that they can hear from you what they mean to you.
3: Well, the first thing that I would say to all the men and women of all the armed forces, especially the veterans, is uh, thank you. Um, Not only thank you for everything that you continue to do um, through an immense amount of adversity, um, but thank you for the fact that in this country, we have freedom and not only freedom to be who we are, to have opinions, to love who we want, um, to to live the life that we want, as long as we're willing to work hard for it. Um, but what I would say, obviously, we're all watching what is, you know, what is going on in Afghanistan and what's going on with the Taliban and uh, what's actually happening over there. And ultimately, people have different opinions about it. But the way that. we will always support you and we love you dearly and we will always be here for you and thank you for everything that you have done everything that you do Um, and thank you for protecting us and allowing us to be free.
1: Well, Mr. Brent Smith from Shinedown I am so excited for everything that you guys have been working on and thank you for coming on the show not only on the first episode but back again and the only thing now is I-, I can't wait to be able to hug you. Like, I miss our hugs.
3: I'm trying to think of when uh, when we're going to be seeing each other. I know that uh, I'm trying to look at the dates right now when I'm going to be close to you, but it- it's it's very close in the future. I-, I can't wait to put my arms around you either, young lady.
1: I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see the movie. It's available video on demand this Friday. Attention, attention. And... In- I'm gonna make a giant bowl of popcorn. I can't wait to check it out. I think it's such a cool idea, and I think Shinedown fans are gonna absolutely love it.
3: Thank you so, so much. Again, too. You can pre-order it right now. It comes out September 3rd. You'll be able to see it on iTunes, you'll be able to see it on YouTube Movies, you'll be able to see it on Google Plus, you'll be able to see it on Amazon Prime, and uh you can rent it or buy it. Um it's on video on demand, a bunch of different uh satellite. Um, on-demand subscriptions and what have you. Uh, so whatever your services are, you'll be able to find it on-demand. So thank you so much for the support, young lady. I can't wait to, once again, wrap my arms around you and give you a big, giant hug.
1: Me too. Right back at you. I love you. Good luck with everything. Love you too. And we'll talk to you soon.
3: All uh, right, my dear. Have a wonderful day. And again, thank you for everything. I'll see you soon.
1: Oh, and by the way, on a personal note, thank you for the happy anniversary message on my anniversary. Over you're the you're weekend. welcome. Thank you. That was very sweet.
3: How's everything? How's
1: everything going there? Uh, everything's amazing. I just celebrated my first wedding anniversary, and he's been deployed for about eleven months of my marriage so far. So, if they oh my s- gosh, when do they
3: come? Like, when do you when do you see him
1: again? Uh, I don't know when I'm going to see him again, but he's supposed to be home hopefully by the end of the first quarter of 2022. So, if they say okay. absence makes the heart grow fonder, um, the heart is very fond. <laughs>
3: hey i I totally understand and and I can feel you on that um where and he, says, are you? he
1: says hi by the way
3: tell him that I said hello and um you know I'll make a video and send it to you here you know, in a little while just giving him you know what's up you can send it to him but tell him I said hello
1: I definitely will.
3: You still? Uh, where are you at right now? You still based in the same area? What's going on with you?
1: Yeah, I, I built my studio. You would love MCHQ. I got a. I got posh accommodations. I'm on the air on dozens of stations around the country. I got my podcast in 114 countries, and I'm taking over the you world.
3: Are, dude, I, you are you are so badass on so many levels. Ooh. But whatever we can do to support you in every aspect you let us know and we got your back always
1: i just want the hug man i can't wait for it
3: well it's coming sooner than later i can't wait to see you
1: i hope so all right honey i'll talk to you soon have the great rest of your day and congratulations on friday
3: thank you sweetheart love you talk love to you, you too bye right, bye
1: there he is the one and only brent smith from Shine Down. Do not miss Shinedown's film, Attention, Attention. It comes out this Friday, September 3rd, 2021. And you can find it everywhere. Apple, Google, Video On Demand. All the links you need to get all the details are in the show notes of this podcast. Brent Smith's links, the band's links, the movie's links, my links. You can even listen to the corresponding playlist, which is filled with not just Shine Down Attention, Attention, but all the music and artists that we talked about in this episode. I do it for every full length episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast. And if you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and follow the Mistress Carrie podcast so you don't miss anything. New full length episodes come out every Wednesday. Plus, every weekday, get caught up on all your rock news, music headlines, and industry info in less than five minutes with the Situation Report. The Sit Rep can be found right here on the Mistress Carrie podcast. Thanks again to my sponsor, Digital Federal Credit Union at dcu.org. And make sure you check out the official online Mistress Carrie store at mistresscarrie.com. Join me live every Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern on my Facebook page for Cocktails in the War Room. The Mistress Carrie Podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Venture
0: X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10X miles on hotels and rental cars and 5X miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2X miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in
2: your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.